Here is your dose of the Ultimate Sales Machine coming to you from the new edition. Visit ultimatesalesmachine.com to get your copy or multiple copies. I am your host, Amanda Holmes, CEO of Chet Holmes International. What you're about to learn has assisted a quarter of a million businesses to generate billions of dollars, working faster, better, smarter. Welcome to the CEO Mastery Show. I have with me Greg Schindler of Regenerative Medicine Institute. They are at the cutting edge of what is happening with medicine. They have worked with astronauts. They have worked with athletes, world-renowned, and yet for the first time, we're really seeing this opening of, of making it available for the mass market, things that the cutting edge people of performance are doing. And I can't wait for you to hear. Let's start off with Greg. Um, where are we at with aging and the aging process, lifespan, for those of you that want to live longer? Well, first, thank you, good morning. Um, I always love talking to you. So being here at the Biohacking Conference, talking about aging and longevity is um, super appropriate. We see a lot of the things, so I always talk about aging and longevity like puzzle pieces. Mm. So there's a lot of people here like this bed behind us, um, a lot of the supplementation, whether we're talking about sleep or mindset or exercise or, or nutrition, whatever it is, those are all puzzle pieces in this longevity puzzle, mm. right? But the other part of it, the last 30%, if you will, really comes back to our cells and stem cells. So there's a perfect storm that is brewing for us to all live healthier longer. And here's mm. what it is. For the first time in history, People over age 65 will be the largest percent of the population. It's never happened before in history. So by 2050, the estimate is that there'll be a billion people over age 65 on the planet. Okay. And as we know, that's going to put a burden on our healthcare resources. It's going to put a burden on the financial resources. Um, so it's a big problem to solve, and, and there's a lot of resources and very brilliant people and money and everything flooding into this space. Mm. At the same time, we have things like AI and technology and epigenetics really advancing very rapidly. Mm. Right? We've got a lot of people out there setting the tone and innovating and creating new products and therapies and services that are going to help us live healthier longer. Because at the end of the day, Amanda, you and I've talked about this. If I can't get 10 or 20 more quality years, quality of life years, I don't know that anybody's really signing up for that, yep. right? Yep. You said before, we're living longer, but we're sicker. Yes, and I we pulled this data for RMI. So it's crazy. Over the last 60 years, life expectancy on a global level has increased by, um, what was it? It's doubled. It's doubled. It's been 15 years. Uh, so in, what, in the 50s, we were living into our 50s, and now we're at 78. Yes, thank um, you. And I think some of that um, that number has increased because some of the developing countries, some of the developing third right. world countries, right. have gotten better health care, and, and their, their people are living longer yep. um, sort of globally as a population, which is awesome, right? We love to see this. But nonetheless... Typically, we're seeing people when they get into those last that last decade, they're losing mobility, they're losing immune function, they're losing cognitive function, and these are all the things that that we need for quality of life. We do, right? We have to have those things. Well, you just started to talk about them. So, what are the five deadly downsides of growing older? So, you know, can we establish the definition of aging? The way oh, I like please, that. yes. So, the definition of aging is the functional decline of a living organism over a period of time, 
right? That's really a very simple definition of aging. As we all get older, we functionally decline. So how do we functionally decline? Our cognitive abilities, our immune system, our sexual wellness, our musculoskeletal system, and of course, aesthetics. So these five deadly downsides that you're talking about, how do we look, right? So people say, well, that's a little vanity. Not necessarily, because when we're happy with our appearance and we like what we see in the mirror, we tend to be happier. And happiness mm. index is directly correlated to longevity, mm. right? So one of them is your looks. Let's face it, right? Mother Nature and, and this operating <laughs> system is going to functionally decline. And we pulled the data. 79% of people don't like how they look when they look in the mirror. That's yeah. terrible. No, okay, what's it. the next one? I believe it. So our health. Right, just our overall health. And again, that's, you know, everything starts and then goes through the immune system. Mm. So as we age, our immune system has to be stronger, mm. right? And what we know is that we are all born with a finite number of stem cells and they start to functionally decline. And some of that uh, impacts how we repair, certainly mm. at an immune system level. But musculoskeletal is another one, right? Mm. Our mobility. Did you know, and I think you told me this, the yeah. number one fear, what is the number one fear yes. of aging, of people who are getting older? Yeah, uh, fear of independence is a huge one. Fear of loss of independence, okay. right? Loss of independence. And what does that look like? It looks like you taking the car keys from mom. Right? Oh now, I don't my know, God. my mom is was a, you know, was a country girl. She's an alpha. She is. Was she really? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Uh, you would never know it if you met her, oh, right? Okay. Like she is, like she's full city girl now. But um, <laughs> that girl's still inside her, and she's 82 years old. She's always been super healthy, um, and had good lifestyle habits. But I dread the day that if I have to walk through the door and say I need the car keys, or you're moving in with me, or one of the the grandchildren are moving in with you, and that's their number one fear is yeah. that loss of independence, not being able to drive themselves to the grocery store, or to their doctor's appointment, or not being able to be mobile and get around on their own. Well, and that, that's amazing that she is okay by herself because. Uh, above the age of 65, 70% of people will have to go into some kind of long-term care. 70% of people above 65. You know, and honestly, there's a testament to lifestyle choices. She's never been um, a drinker or a smoker. She's mm -hmm. always taken care of herself. When she was in her 50s, she owned a, um, an aerobics school studio thing mm -hmm. and did it. To this day, she still wow. does Pilates. She was trying Aww. to do kickboxing. <laughs> or something like a back class or kickback. Okay. I'm like, no, 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 no. The joint, the impact on the joints, you know, no. I, lo I love the hustle, yeah. but you know, we got to do some, some age appropriate exercises, right? So <laughs> okay, Pilates about, is good. What about the next one? <clears throat> Cognitive. Cognitive decline. Um, I think that's a lot of people's big fear, right? Is your memory starts to slip. You can't remember. Look, it doesn't have to happen when you get that old, right? Sometimes we get up, we leave the bedroom, go into the kitchen. We forgot what we were in there for, yep. right? What are we doing here? Um, and part of that starts to happen as we as we grow older. We have that, <clears throat> excuse me, that cognitive decline. But you know, neurodegenerative disease is is rising, so we're seeing you know more instances. So people are scared to death of Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and dementia. If you've ever had a loved one who's who's terrible. been impacted by this, it's it's not fun, man. Yeah. It's 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 terrible, and so 
look, fortunately, like even here we saw with the DNA company, you can test for these things, right? You can test yep. for these genomic panels to see That's if you're predisposed amazing. to have this. So cognitive decline is a big deal. And there's a lot of things we can do from a functional standpoint in terms of just brain training. Mm. Um, but there's a lot of things when we get into the stem cell part of this conversation yeah. Yeah. that I want to share with you it. that are really exciting okay, We're getting about there. That. We're getting there. Um, did we what cover else is there? On the five deadly... Five deadly uh, signs of aging. We got immune, immune mental, physical, appearance, appearance musculoskeletal, and cognitive. Um, intimacy. Intimacy is a aging big deal. Aging causes intimacy problems. It does. There's a plenty of studies out there that link um, longevity to better intimacy, right? So when we have intimacy with our partners and our spouses um, l later into life, those, ten those people tend to be as a cohort have longer lifespans. So we definitely see that. And here's the, you want to tell the numbers you want uh, me to? No, please do, because I didn't expect this to happen. I was shocked at the data when we pulled it. This, so a good friend of mine is the head urologist at Baylor in, in, in Houston, Texas. And these are those numbers that come yeah. from him. So 50% of men over age 50 have some form of mild to moderate um, erectile dysfunction, 60% at 60, 70% at 70, 80% at 80, and you get the idea where this is going, Holy right? Cow. And what we're seeing now is this is nothing to be ashamed of because it's 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 fairly common, mm -hmm. you know, and I think a lot of guys don't want to talk about it, mm -hmm. but the the cat is out of the bag or the you know whatever, you know what it's I mean? A, like yeah. this is this is a very simple thing. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't work. It just means that maybe it's not like it used to be, right? Mm -hmm. And there are things you can do now to improve that. It's just part of the aging process and as we 100%. grow older, it's yeah, Remember, fascinating. Remember, functional decline of a living organism over a period of time. And it's that functional decline part that we have to focus on. Mm -hmm. Because if we can slow and reverse the functional decline, mm -hmm then the period of time will push out because it, we won't break down mm. as quickly or as, as rapidly, right? That's a perfect segue into, so what is this aging process? How do we age? Can you explain it? All right, so we'll try to do it relatively quickly. But okay. <laughs> so in, in, you know, the, the, in 2013, they established the nine hallmarks of aging, right? Oh, okay. And I won't go through all nine of them, okay. but really it starts with dna damage or another word for it is genomic instability okay um and and that's the the catalyst or the origin of the aging process hmm. and from there our telomeres get shorter and then cells stop dividing and multiplying hmm. and you know so you have things like stem cell exhaustion and cellular senescence and i'll touch on those too okay. uh, for the purposes of this conversation yeah. but think of stem cells like um gas in a gas tank hmm. we're all born with a finite number and over our lifetime those start to slowly decline. We start to use up that tank, mm. right? And depending on certain lifestyle habits or trauma or other health-related conditions, you may use up that regenerative potential in that tank faster mm. or slower, okay. right? So it's just a slow, steady decline. Senescent cells are like zombie cells, is what you'll hear them called a lot. Okay. Those are cells that have stopped dividing and multiplying, and they're very toxic in the body to other healthy cells, body mm. cells and stem cells alike. And they're on the rise. When we get between our 40s and 50s, they start. When we get sort of past 50, we see the rise of cellular senescence. So if you think of this like a curve, stem cells are going down, senescent cells are going up, mm. and that intersection mm. is where we typically start to see a lot of the age-related health problems, right? Mm. And we see chronic disease. So it, here's another, here's a stat. When you're born, one in 10,000 cells in the body is a stem cell. Okay. By the time you're in your 30s, I think it's like one in 400, 500,000. By the time, well, you use up um, 
about 10% of that just to become a teenager. Wow. Right? Um, And I think the number may be even higher than that. But here's the thing. When we're in our 50s and 60s, it's about one in a million, one in two million cells in our body is Mm. a stem cell. And Mm. that is our entire regenerative potential. Mm. So that functional decline that we talked about, how do we age, really always ties back to the cellular level. And it's really, you know, our stem cells play a huge role in that. They can be influenced and impacted in all Mm. the functions they carry. Um, carry out in our bodies can be influenced by our lifestyles. So I want to be really clear here. I said puzzle pieces early. Yeah. Earlier, it all fits together. It's not a magic bullet, which everyone says. I mean, when stem cells first came out, it was kind of like this magic bullet. But after seeing everything that you do, there's so many steps to make sure that stem cells are. Yeah. So look, I I always say this: if you had an autoimmune condition or some sort of chronic inflammation or chronic fatigue and you yeah. you got stem cells you know like an umbilical cord stem cell infusion it may feel like a magic bullet to you because you were so tired and fatigued or mm. you know had low energy or, 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 or cognitive uh, function um, was was impaired it may feel like a magic bullet to you but yeah. if you're generally healthy looking to gain that competitive edge and looking to live healthier longer yep. and be way upstream of disease and i think that's an important that is a critical thing it is right because yes. we know that you know we're in a break fix model we have to wait for things to break in our healthcare system in order to go get it fixed and we're moving very quickly i might add to a more preventative model where we're trying to see disease coming way down the road yep. so that we can intervene and mitigate you know the impact that this is going to have on our health and, and and lifespan this is a great segue into getting your bio blueprint so can you explain this biomarkers yeah for sure so Really, you know, what you're trying to look at, if, you know, epigenetics, let's take that one. It's, it's, it's all the rage right now. People are looking at their biological age. In fact, if you look at my shirt, you can see my biological and chronological age on the back here. Interesting. And that's, and that's cool, right? Because it shows that I am eight years younger than my chronological age. And what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Statistically, it means that I am 56% less likely to die prematurely and or get age-related chronic disease. Wait, wait, wait. Can you repeat that one more time into the camera? I, I, I just have to pause because no. that was very quick. And that's kind of a huge deal. Here's the math um, or the, the, the stats from uh, True Diagnostics. That if, you're, if you're five to seven years younger biologically than you are chronologically, then statistically you're 56 to or up to 56% less likely to die prematurely or succumb to age-related disease. Now, that's one biomarker in this bio blueprint that you that you yes. mentioned. Um, another one is our inflammatory markers, right? Our cellular, molecular, physiological biomarkers like mm-hmm. HSCRP and our oxidative stress, DNA damage. Um, your body mass index, you know, how are you aging physically? So you want to take all of those biomarkers as a whole okay. and look at them because they tell a story of Amanda. They tell a story of Greg or of Troy, yep. right? Those biomarkers tell us what's happening inside this person. If you look at them isolated, like traditionally we do in healthcare, okay. we look at a marker because that, that's what the, your doctor knows and that's what we were testing for. It's not always going to tell you the full and complete story. So this bio blueprint is really taking things from a macro to a micro level when it comes to looking at how you're aging at a cellular level. And Troy can speak to this. So Troy actually is a huge reason 
well, the reason why we started working with Regenerative Medicine Institute, he was looking for some cures. You want to tell your story of how you found your way to them and what your experience was like? Yeah, I, I, I was totally looking for trying to figure out a way of understanding, a, a, a way to help some autoimmune issues that I was going through. And so really trying to study and figure out what it is that I could have as options, but realizing that the whole world seems so gray on what it was that we were actually trying to do or accomplish, I wasn't able to hardly get any information. And so, you know, I'd you've gone to so many doctors is basically oh, yeah. what you're saying, it, like it crazy from, amounts of doctors. Yeah, pushed from um, referral to referral, specialist to specialist, but nobody actually sat down for more than, I'll say 20 minutes that actually talked about it. And what was so interesting for me is I'd been referred by to different places and and in different options, but when I talked to the people in Costa Rica, there was a big piece of it that was very different for me, and that was the doctor's approach to looking at it from a functional medicine standpoint. Mm. And so, you know, for from that point, I had like, a, I think a, probably a 90-minute call with one of your doctors that didn't laugh, didn't smirk, didn't, uh, <laughs> didn't try to just push me off to the next appointment, right? And, and it was like, I, I had to pause like three or four times and say to her, you can laugh if you want to, you know, because everybody, I've been so used to being pushed off or being told 12 months, eight months to your next appointment to get the next answer. Crazy. Yeah. So the reason for that is that you're actually looking for the root cause of the problem rather than just, let me just give you a band-aid to solve it. So I, I love that. And your perception of stem cell and different stem cell clinics, can you talk about that compared to what you experienced with RMI? Yes. So most stem cell clinics are exactly what that is. They are a stem cell clinic. And you call them up and you tell them you want stem cells and you don't know really why them or, or what is their criteria, what makes them stand out. And what I found really intriguing was, is when they looked at why was I degenerating? Where, where is my age? Why am I degenerating? How fast am I degenerating? What's causing it? Then we could look at some of the things I could do and then figure out how to get my body ready for making some really cool transition and then taking on the stem cells so that I had the best chance possible, but understanding what that piece of it was, that's not the magic bullet, but one piece of the puzzle that was gonna last a lot longer. Now, my friends uh, and family that have gone for stem cells as an option never had that. They never had um, any... A bio blueprint. No blueprint Why whatsoever. wouldn't you get a blueprint of everything that's happening in your body and then track that progress as you continue? It's, I mean, for any CEO, you yeah. have a dashboard and you want to track your sales. You have no idea where you're at. Can I borrow that? <laughs> so it's funny, you mentioned CEO and you told me a statistic. So I'm the CEO at RMI, right? right? And you told me a statistic that kind of unnerved me about the S&P 500 or when they're forcing these CEOs to retire? Three out of four of the S&P 500, 75% of them have a retirement policy that kicks out those that are older because we know from that graph, right, and we'll show it in the, in the podcast, that our mental acuity is dramatically decreasing, which means the company that you are so proud of building and putting all of your heart and soul into, you will be pushed out of because of the aging process. If, and if you don't get ahead of it, right, that's why anybody should really consider RMI and talking to RMI and finding out because can you talk about the rapid aging syndrome? People don't even know how fast they're aging. 
No, they don't. And so, and again, I'm going to go back to an epigenetic clock. There's a new one now called the Dunedin Pace of Aging. And okay. it really shows, are you accelerated or accelerated or decelerated mm. in your aging process mm. right now, dynamically at this point in time? And the reason I like it is because longitudinally, we can start to see a trend, right? Am I doing the right things? Am I intervening on my own behalf? in order to slow the aging process. Which can be done through a healthy lifestyle. It can, that, it, it's a combination. Again, puzzle pieces, puzzle pieces. If, you, if, if, if I can say anything, people say, well, you know, what are some things I can start today? Right, just, you can Google or chat GPT longevity tips. But okay. you know, there's a few of them. Intermittent fasting and sleeping okay. better, paying attention to your sleep, right? And getting an aura ring, the wearables market right now is crazy, Insane. right? We can get glucose monitoring and, and wearables for sleep and just, you name it, everything. Yeah. This, the, our Apple Watch, um, your phone is actually a personal medical device. I know we use it as a phone and a camera a lot, but it is a healthcare <laughs> technology device, right? Amazing. So we have a lot of at, uh, information available to us at our, at our fingertips. We can monitor ourselves faster and easier and better than we ever could before and make it more meaningful in terms of action items or action steps that we can take. So I always go back to puzzle pieces, but at the end of the day, when it comes back, you know, when the, when, when the cards are on the table, you're going to run out of stem cells. You're going to lose the number and function, most importantly, the function of these cells and that functional decline is coming lifestyle will help and get you a long way. And there was a study that you and I were talking about yes. recently. Yeah, yeah, um, That was really interesting. Unbelievable. So it was done by uh, a third party who took, I think they had 4,500 people in a cohort of healthy lifestyle. And this was an epigenetics company um, who have a lot of data. And they have a lot of people who've tested longitudinally, just mm. meaning more than once. And all of these came from various concierge doctors around the country who, you know, who use them as their, their, their um, diagnostic provider. And they showed that they were still accelerated slightly. Now, much better than the average um, sort of cohort of people who are not practicing healthy lifestyle habits, but still accelerating. And then we did, we threw 400 patients, RMI threw 400 patients in the blender, if you will, right? And we just said, all right, look, we're not going to screen them out for anything. Here's just 400 people who have tested, you know, gone through the program and tested more than once. Yeah. And what we saw was they were in a decelerated state of aging as a cohort. And we didn't screen for healthy lifestyle. We didn't screen for disease or any of that. We just said, look, here's 400 patients who've been on the program a year longer. Wow. And I think it went out about 400 days. Um, and they were decelerated. And I think it was like 0.94% at their pace of aging, which just means for every year they're getting older, they're, they're bio, uh, chronologically, they're, they're, they're getting older at a slower rate biologically. And I think I may have screwed that up a lot, but you get the point, <laughs> right? They're decelerated in their aging process, well, and that's the trend you want to see. And the point is that it's the first time in history that this is. has ever been documented to show that it's not just healthy lifestyle, that you can use stem cell, reinfusing stem cells to decline to slow the aging process. It is, and to be fair, this is all relatively new, right? We talked about this yesterday, I think. The Yamanaka factors were only discovered in 2007, and he won a Nobel Prize for them in, in 2012, and I, I believe as well he should have. But these, you know, he took it just quickly for everybody, he took an, a, a skin cell, an adult skin cell, and he reversed its age okay. back to pluripotency, or 
embryonic like stem cells. Okay. Now he did this in the lab. He did it and he identified four genes which are now known as the Yamanaka factors. Mm. That opened the door because we nobody ever believed that was possible. We, wow. Once a cell, you know, was differentiated and became what it, you know, what it, it was what it was going to become. We didn't think it could could go backwards like that and Yamanaka proved us wrong. But that was only in 2007 and he won the Nobel Prize in sure. 2012. That's not that long ago. The epigenetic clock came around in 2013, I mean in 2016, right? The nine hallmarks in 2013. The first epigenetic reprogramming in humans, 2016. And then the, the WHO last year recognized aging as a disease in 2022. So to be fair that, you know, like this is all really moving quickly. The cutting edge. When it, I said Regenerative Medicine Institute is in a league of their own they're at the cutting edge of what we can do with science, technology, and medicine. I do want to ask one more question of Troy and then we'll yeah. bring it back around. I love how you're viewing stem cells and everyone should adopt this process. Can you share what you felt with your son of 14? What did you tell when you came back from, the, from uh, Costa Rica? What did you tell your children? Well, because I had such an educational experience being at Costa Rica, I got to go and see the lab and understand the science and be able to actually understand what the things were that most of the, the industry isn't talking about, if you will. Once I had that education, I understood, you know, I need to make sure that my sons are collecting their cells at, a, at the age that's perfect for them. And so when I got home, I said, here's the deal. Your life insurance policy, if I die, keep making the payment on it, borrow against it, use that fund to get, make sure you get your stem cells tested at 25. Right, and we just picked that age as a family. Stem cell Col tested or collected? Sorry, collected. Okay. I want them tested and collected, yeah. make sure that they're doing everything perfect, and then collect, right? It was my answers to them, because I want to make sure that we're understanding anything ahead of time, collect what they have, and then be able to have that as an option, because that technology will be much further advanced at the speed we're going. Well, and if I may, Yes. So the interesting thing about that is if, yeah, it, this is a no-brainer. If you're in your 20s to 30s to even 40s, you, you should be collecting your cells right now because the technology, the innovation and the research that's happening out there um, in major biologics universities and the private sector and biotech companies is staggering. I see it. I'm at a lot of these conferences. A lot of these guys are my friends and my peers. I know them. I talk to them all the time. You know how we see each other at more at conferences yeah, a lot. We do. We do. Um, so we know what's happening out there. That's a no-brainer. Absolutely, do it like an insurance policy. But even for, you know, if you're in your 50s and 60s and 70s, you know, people saying, "Well, what about me?" It's not too late because you know epigenetic reprogramming of these cells. And what's really cool about that, Amanda, is we could take and we've done it in 2016. Um, you could take an 80-person year cell, 80-year-old person cells, extract them, take them in, and epigenetically reprogram them to be 30, 40-year-old versions of themselves. Now, the cool thing about that is when you give them back to the patient, because they are autologous, they are from their, their, their own, they will go back into the bone marrow and begin making copies of their younger selves. Now, that sounds like science fiction, but it's not. It's science fact. It's here. It's here today, wow. and the, there's a lot of people working on things like that. Um, so you you know collect whether you're 20, 25, or 80. Yeah. Right now, I, let me just please just full please transparency. Explain. If you're 80 years old today, like my mom is 82, I'm going to collect her cells. I'm not going to reinfuse her cells yet. 
Okay. I need this programming, I need this technology and research to catch up okay. so that I can regret, reverse the age of those cells, the epigenetic age of those cells, and get them into a, a from a gene expression standpoint, a healthier profile Got before it. I give them back to her, Got right? It. But So that's why you can do the umbilical but you don't want to wait. cord stem cell infusion. You can also do those. Oh, umbilical yeah. cord all day, every day, right? Okay. That's like the world's universal donor, right? Okay. The, all day, every day. But when it comes to yourself, and I think that we should probably talk about that, the reason that there's a differentiation, if I took your cells or, okay. and, or gave you umbilical cord cells, those are two very different things okay. and they serve very different purposes. Oh, okay. So you have, there are three main types of stem cells in your body that that you want to collect. And it's a hematopoietic stem cell forms okay. the basis of your immune system. Mm. An endothelial progenitor forms new blood vessels and a mesenchymal stem cell or mesenchymal stem cell, however you want to say it, um, forms the basis of your musculoskeletal system tissues and organs. So those three stem cells serve very important functions, immune, vascular, and musculoskeletal. Some of that functional decline mm. that we talked about earlier, right? Mm. So the sooner you can collect those, you can get them back later in life. So let's say you collect it at 30 or your son collects at 25. When he's my age, he's gonna be getting back 25 year old versions of his cells. The genes that are being expressed, Amazing. everything, the growth factors, all of the profile is going to be much better than if you do it now. We're going to be able to do that for people who aren't collecting at 25. We can't, wow. There is hope wow. for those of us who missed that window at 25 when this technology didn't right. exist because we are going to be able to, to reverse those, those cells age epigenetically, give them back and start making copies of their younger selves. That's where everything is headed. So like Vincent Giampapa, who's co-founder of Regenerative Medicine, he was on a plane so we couldn't catch him, but he always says the first step is adopting the mindset of realizing and embracing this idea of um, everything longevity. we just talked about. Longevity. longevity really, I mean, look, I, I was like, this is old, tired, and worn out saying, but it's so true. You know, Henry Ford, right? Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Right? And that's really true about this mindset. It really is. Um, that's it, why you came to stem cells. You want to live to 118. Yes. 118's your number? Mine's 130. What's your number? I, you know, I never actually thought about it. You haven't it. thought about it? Yeah. It would probably be less. Well, everybody's got, you know, look, Dave's, we're here at the conference. Dave's number's 180. He's oh very public gosh. about it. Um, you know, you hear a lot of people talk yeah, about yeah. Uh, 200 funny. and all this other stuff. Yeah. And I don't know, right? Well, we did yet. the study. 0.02% of the population in America today get to 100 years old, and only 17.4% of them are male. Come on, men, keep up. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, the, the numbers, the, the data is not, you know, it's not awesome. But how we many people want it. to live to 100? Right. And how many of you would like to live in a healthy way? You have to talk to Regenerative Institute, but um, you have to see if you qualify, right? That's the next step for them. Yeah, I mean. Find like, out if you can qualify. There's a, you know, Troy, you went through the process. I mean, you know, you get on and you learn more about it. And we want to learn more about you, right? First and foremost, what are your goals? Like, I have friends who want to come to Costa Rica and get stem cells. And my first question is why? And then they stare at me and say, well, because you're, you know, you're doing it and it's cool. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not a why, okay. right? We need to understand what the goals are, right? Mm -hmm. What are your specific goals? Because yeah. if we don't have something 
that we can measure against, then we won't know if we're successful, you or me, right? And that's what I love about all the testing is there's so much more objectivity in the data now mm. because healthcare is so subjective, mm. right? It really is. The way you fill out those questionnaires and the way you say, talk yeah. about how you feel. Well, if I'm looking at biomarkers that are looking at 900,000 parts in your human genome, I don't have to take your word for it and you don't have to take my word for it. We can look at the data. Mm. Right, so that's the first thing is just come through the door, let's figure out what the goal is, right? What do you wanna do? Do you wanna, you know, like I've, I don't know if I shared this with you, but a lot of times people think their why is, well, my knee hurts when I get out of bed or my hip hurts and I'm tired of it. And my question is, well, how long has it been like this? And they'll say five, seven, nine years. And I said, okay, so why now? Why are you doing something about it now? They said, well, I'm tired of it feeling this way. And I said, that's not why. Because you've been living like this for nine years, seven years. So why now? And almost always when you ask a few, you know, you know yeah. the five whys, Absolutely. right? We've, some of, you get a little deeper, it's costing them something. It's costing them time with their uh, grandchildren, yeah. right? They can't travel or they can't get on the floor at Christmas time and roll around, you know, with the, with the great grandkid. And that's where things are headed. And, and people, once they start to really understand their, their why, mm. um, it's, it's powerful. And mm. it's one of the things that I love most about um, this business. And, and for me, it's very personal. Um, I lost my dad in 2010. I didn't have access to the tools and technologies that we have access to today. And it was his health. And this was a guy who had been healthy his whole life. He was a competitive uh, athlete. He played uh, baseball in college. He took care of himself. And just a couple of things, you know, something zigged when it should have zagged at a health standpoint. There was nothing I could do. He was my best friend on the planet. And, you know, I know you and I um, have talked a little bit about this, this kind of loss and how impactful it can be. Absolutely. And so for me, being a part of the most advanced, you know, longevity, cellular medicine longevity institute in the world is personal. It's passionate because I don't want anybody else to go through that. Right? Mm -hmm. I don't want somebody to lose their parent or a loved one or a grandparent when you don't have to in this day and age. In 2010, it was different. It was 13 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Right? Epigenetic clocks weren't even here. Nine hallmarks of aging weren't even here. Yamanaka had just discovered the factors and it was still secret in a, in a, you know, in a lab in, in Japan somewhere. So now the cat's out of the bag. Now we know what we can do. And more people, you, the more you know, you know, the, the, the better, the more informed you are about mm. your health and about mm. the options you have to okay. stay ahead of this thing, the, the better we're all going to have, the better chance we're going to have of just living healthier, longer, spending more time doing the things we love to do with the people we love to do them with. And that's really it. what it's about. Okay, so where do they find, how do they reach out, how do they talk to you, how do they find you? Are you just saying if they'll do, if I'll be quiet and quit going on and hear this? I'm sure they're like, all right, already. Tell yeah. me how to get in yeah. contact with you. My wife says the, the she can't imagine being the person next to me on an airplane that turns to me and says, "So what do you do?" <laughs> right? It's just oh gosh, there's some poor people. I've worn them out. Um, but can anyway, I, can so I, can I say something real quick, let me answer that question. Yes. Um, RMI-international.com okay. um, is the website. Um, info at RMI-international.com will take you straight into the patient um, um, 
coordinators team okay. and someone will reach out and schedule a consultation but you do your consultation you get on a medical history review we learn a little bit more about you and your goals answer all your questions about what we do and then you just get into the process and before you know it you're in Costa Rica mm -hmm. and you're on your journey it's great oh yeah. my god you want to say something yeah Troy sorry what, no, so what I was just gonna say is yeah, you said something right just great right before that when I was gonna say um, can you just remind me what that was I'm trying to which part? He was talking about being on a plane and My how, wife saying, uh, when yeah, he talks but the thing to somebody. is, is it, you said, what, what do you do, right? And my question is, is what I ask myself is, what do I live for, right? Oh, what's your why? You, what, yeah, but and so when someone asks me, what do I, what do I do? Oh, I'm, I'm here to be the best husband, the best father, but the best version of me for everything I can do to do it. And what I want to say thank you to you guys for and your team is, actually listening to a patient, actually educating them, putting all of the pieces together and being one hub, one resource that can actually make that blueprint so that you understand it. And then as you grow older or age and do those things, being able to have one place that is doing it all at once and understanding it as a beautiful, beautiful piece. Can I say something? Can I keep going for just one more second? I know you're wrapping yeah, up. Go, We're okay. Go ahead. Okay. So. The, Troy just said something really profound for me, is be the best father and the best husband and everything I can be. And Troy's healthy and just trying to stay ahead of us. He's been exposed to this thing, right? So he's really yep. proactive about it. But it made me think of something. We talked about cognition earlier, right? Yeah. So RMI has an impact statement or an impact focus, an initiative, right? And one of these things is to help these guys, like our veterans who have given a lot of themselves, uh, you know, a couple of decades worth of service. They get out of the service, they have TBIs, they have some health-related issues with joints and things like this. And you just said this, I had two veterans that came down for the cognitive treatment where we're using focused ultrasound and exosomes and this really, really cool new advanced um, way to treat these kinds of things and they want those same things they want to be better better fathers and better husbands but their brains were so damaged from concussive IED blasts and things like this they couldn't and so they were on medications they were just numb they weren't they didn't feel joy they didn't feel pain they didn't feel they just didn't feel right they couldn't remember why they went into the kitchen and we talked about that earlier and when you know, I guess the, the, the parallel I'm trying to make here is you and I, I didn't go through that. I'm pretty sure you didn't either, right? I don't have that, and I still want those same things. But imagine being at a disadvantage like that, where you're coming out of two decades of service, this is your career, your job, everything you did was really important, it mattered, and now your, your brain just won't allow you to do that and to show up and feel joy with your children and your families. That's where this thing starts to become powerful, Amanda. Yes. When you can help those guys and remove those symptoms, get them off those medications and get their brains back so that they can feel that joy with their family and be the best father and husband they can be and son they can be, that's, where, that's what it's about. That is what it's Sorry, about. thank you. RMI-international.com. It's been such a pleasure, Greg. Thank I'm you sure so much. everyone is saying thank you for all of the wisdom. Hey, thank you guys. What y'all did with Core Story and how you helped RMI get this out, you know, so to sort of iterate this message 
and, and help us really understand ourselves even better, um, let alone helping us explain it to other to the world. Um, I am I can't be um, more appreciative and more grateful. And you guys are are more than you know. You're we're I, I feel family now, we right? We we, we do and and. We spend a lot of time together at these shows but and, and on the phones and everything else, but it's beyond that. And I think that's a testament to the way you guys work and get to know your your partners and the people that you work thank with. You. So thank you very much. Thank you both. Thank you. Uh, so here's the deal. I am so grateful to Chad Holmes for all that I've learned, but it's actually Amanda Holmes that taught me the exact strategies that I needed to create 42 million in seven months. I was so reignited. I asked Amanda, is there any way I could come and work alongside you and help your clients be able to get results like I just got? Hi, I'm Troy Aberley, now the Executive Strategy Officer at Chi. It's a privilege to see this wonderful woman lighting up the stages with actionable strategies and creating immediate results. It's hard for me to imagine that you could get anyone else better at your event than Amanda because of the impact that she can create. Who knows if Amanda is even available for your event date? Go to chatholmes.com forward slash speaking and check out her availability. This could be the event that could change your life just as it did for me.